0: Fathers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life, won't live in the past. All I want to do now is making it last.
1: Happiness is always such an elusive concept for so many persons. How do you determine happiness? How do you measure happiness? Welcome to Make It Last podcast. I'm your host, Nur Dio. It's all about helping us to have better relationships not just with ourselves, with other people. We're gonna be talking about how to be happier with Rob and D. Dubin. Now, they obviously have a secret formula. They've been married for 39 years, lived on a small boat for about 17, and they were partners in a film company for 15 years. So they, they, you combine all of those years, that's a lot of years. Rob and D, how do you Measure or how would you then define happiness? So we set a context for what we're going to be talking about.
2: I think everybody has to define it for themselves. I can't say what is happiness for you, but there are certain uh, personality traits and certain habits and ways of living and doing things that are kind of universal in people that are exceptionally happy and uh, there's a, a fairly new science called of positive psychology, and they've studied a lot of people that are very, very happy, and they've come up with a kind of a framework. And I've always been very happy my entire life, and uh, when we finished sailing, I started doing talks kind of like travelogue talks of our sailing around the world, And I always wanted to give people more than just pretty pictures. And we had spent a lot of time noticing as we traveled what made certain people happy and what made other people unhappy. And it had very little to do with their circumstances, their career, their socioeconomic level. It was other things. And so when I was doing these talks, I would always sort of uh, leave people with this. Here's what I found were insights for a happy and fulfilling life. And often after I spoke, uh, people would come up and ask me if I could coach them or or teach them in more depth. And I didn't want to become a coach, but I always said yes, and I coached a number of people. And after doing that for a while, I kind of wondered, you know, do I really know what the hell I'm talking about? I haven't been trained in this. I have no expertise from uh, studying it in a university or anything. And so I started reading these books on positive psychology, and it turned out the exact dozen or so things that I had identified were exactly what the soci- uh, the psychologists who had studied it had identified, and they were ex- teaching as well. So I knew I was on the right track. And one of the pioneers in this field identified that there about 40% of our uh, happiness is actually hardwired into our DNA and so I realized that I was one of those people that had that 40% hardwired in so I knew it was something that had always worked for me that I'd always focused Mm. on and I always knew I was just much happier than most people and it's not a a rainbows and unicorns kind Mm -hmm. of happiness it's this very deep contentment in your life and so that's now what I, I try and share and I teach that and i think people can learn certainly people can change that other 60 percent. but i also believe they can change almost everything that uh, when i explain the part that's baked into my dna i can teach that to other people as well so i think people can be very very much happier than they are and happiness is something that can be taught just like engineering or Mm. you know coding or sales or any other thing can be taught
1: before we before before we continue on that babe, i want d to kind of just for you d i mean if you had to say define happiness what would that be for you
0: um happiness is is a basic way of being it's it's going into your center and and appreciating, being grateful for the sky, the the little things around. Uh, we live in the mountains of Colorado and I still see a view with the, the blue sky and the sun on the mountains with a sprinkling of snow. And I'm grateful, I'm happy. Uh, and it makes me feel good, so I wanna keep doing that. So I stay positive and happy. Nice.
1: Nice, 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 nice. So you were saying just now, Rob, that happiness is actually something that can be taught. Delve into that a little bit more for us.
2: Uh, I have a framework that uh, that I use to teach happiness and it, it uses the acronym live happy. And I can uh, tell you what the those letters uh, describe. So the the word live is the L is to learn optimism. The I is invent your own story. The V is to value yourself and the E is to exert emotional control. So I'll unpack each of those a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you uh, see the glasses half full, if you have a belief that the world is uh, working for you, if you look for the, the sunny side of life, you're definitely going to be happier. And then the second one is to invent your own story. So you mentioned to your listeners that we lived on a sailboat. Well, when we we moved onto our sailboat from a 2,800 square foot house onto a 300 square foot sailboat, there's not a lot of storage space on a boat. So we had to get rid of a lot of stuff and we could only take with us on our boat, things that were going to help us sail better or live better in our new life. And that's a perfect metaphor for all of us because we're all carrying around baggage that doesn't serve us. Stuff that happened in our past and it it, maybe it was a painful lesson, Mm -hmm. maybe we learned a lesson from it, but if we're still carrying around the pain, it's not gonna help us get to who we wanna be in the future. So if we had stuff that wasn't gonna help us on our sailboat in our new life, we just threw it overboard. And people can do the same in their own life. They can reinvent their story. So these, these first two, learn optimism and invent your story, the way you can accomplish both of those is by asking better questions. You know, our mind is designed to answer questions. Mm-hmm. So if you ask it a question like, why do I always fail? Why am I unhappy? Why does nobody love me? your mind is going to come up with an answer for you. Whether the the answer is true or not, your mind is going to come up with an answer. And if you ask yourself, why do I always succeed in life? Let me think about some things where I did really well. Let me think about people who love me in my life. Your mind is going to come up with answers for that too. So these first two items of learning optimism and inventing a new story if you ask better questions you can take that old story and you can say what did i learn from that story how did that make me stronger in my life so if you ask better questions you can accomplish you can be more optimistic and you can change your story to a story that's going to help you in the future
1: it's interesting you should say that because i was in a leadership training session recently and the moderator asks, what's your one word for 2022? And about a day or two before that, because just returned from traveling, and, and you you end up keeping stuff, sometimes that you really don't need. So the fact that you mentioned that just now, and thinking about the fact that like the day or two before I'd been throwing out stuff, I said to her, my word for 2022 is declutter. And for me, mm-hmm. I said, it's not just getting rid of physical things that mm-hmm. I no longer needed my space, but of also emotional ties that no longer serve me. So it's interesting
2: that you should e- say that. Because exactly. I mean, I think it's, too. it's a key of leadership, as you said, and it's a key of happiness as well. And then the next two in that first block of live mm-hmm. is to value yourself. And that's something we talked about with you on your podcast about relationships, that if you value yourself, if you live authentically for yourself, you're definitely going to be more ha- happy because if you just live to please other people, you're just a reflection of who you're around and you're not valuing yourself. And then the last one, one second, is- to- before
1: you go before you go on to the next one, because somebody might listen to this and they'll say, but Robin D, people might say, if it is that I I value myself and because of that, that then changes how I relate to others, people might then say, But hmm, she's kind of selfish and self-centered how then do you then strike that balance or help them to see that hey it's just about me taking care of
2: me i think one of the best analogies is when you get on the airplane and they tell you if the oxygen masks (laughs) drop from the ceiling put on your own mask first because you really can't help anybody else in life unless you've got your own oxygen mask on, you know, you can't fill up anybody else's cup unless Um. your cup is full as well. You can't pour from an empty bottle. So I don't think it's being selfish. Mm -hmm. It's just knowing that you can't serve others unless you are a full, whole authentic person. And Uh, I had an experience when I was very young. Uh, Your viewers can see that I'm I'm bald, but that's not a big deal because I'm in my 60s. But -hmm. what you wouldn't know is that I started going bald when I was in kindergarten. And when I was a little kid in kindergarten, it was not a big deal. My friends would want to feel my bald patches and then we'd go play marbles or something or whatever kindergartners do. But by the time I got into fourth grade, it was a different story and I was getting teased unmercifully. And the schools didn't have any kind of anti-bullying campaigns in those Mm -hmm. days. And one day when I was in fourth grade and I was on the playground and these two sixth graders were taunting me, I just kind of lost it. I got tunnel vision and I heard this roaring in my ears. And I ran at these two kids that were both much bigger than me. And I had my little nine-year-old (laughs) fists swinging as hard as I could. And a couple minutes later, when I sort of came back to myself, both of the other kids were on the ground crying and had bloody noses and I didn't have a mark on me. And so I got a lot of pats on the back for that of beating up these bullies that nobody liked. But then a really important thing happened, and this is the lesson that I took from it. Somebody said something to me, and I don't know if it was the playground monitor, the teacher, Or my parents or another kid but somebody said to me you don't even like those kids why do you care what they think of you and so from that moment in fourth grade i learned that my self-worth comes from me what other people think of me is their business it's not my business and so if you get your sense of self-worth from yourself then you can fill yourself up and then you can from that point is where you can help others I am sure in some way
1: you're you're changing or maybe opening your mind that how happiness is something that is really internal. We're gonna take a quick break as we get a word from our partners. Are you struggling to become an effective communicator? Let Noreen Daly, the communication specialist, get you there. Services include communications consultancy, one-on-one coaching, public speaking and debate training, leadership and team-building sessions, plus much more. Visit NoreenDaily.com for more info. Noreen Daily, redefining the way you communicate. So the whole idea of a branding strategy sounded so exotic and so fancy to me. But after having several conversations with Neon, I now have a clearer understanding. I am sure of what my identity is, what it is that I want people to see Noreen Daly as. Thanks Neon, thanks Splint. Visit them at wearesplint.com. Are you looking for one-of-a-kind products customized to suit your needs? Then shop at Trending Things, the place where customization is always an option. From personalized gifts to apparel, accessories, drinkware, and home decor, you name it, we make it. Get your favorite designs on any item for party favors, weddings, graduations, or any special occasion, all at affordable prices. What are you waiting for? Visit our website at trendingtips.com to order your trending item today. Trending Teams, bringing
0: creativity to the things you
1: love. Happiness is not something to take lightly and it's not necessarily something to pursue, but it is something that we must talk about. Let's continue the conversation. Do you, do you think you've always been a happy person or is it that over time you've learned to be happy?
0: I guess experience uh, and realizing that being unhappy or, uh, you know, striving and I I had some pretty strong goals set out for myself. Um, But when I wasn't making those goals or I was beating myself up because I didn't achieve that, it was like, that's no fun. That doesn't feel good uh let's try the other way let's appreciate what's here and as you said before let's move on um that was that was then that was an hour ago let's move on let's let's find that that happy center and live from there Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. rob you were you were going through you said live the rest of it you want to share the rest
2: yeah sure the well the last one is to exert emotional control and Mm -hmm. and it's not about stuffing down your emotions Mm -hmm. it's just about getting to spend more time in positive emotional states that serve you so everything in your life is going to go better if you're more resourceful more creative more resilient uh, all those things and our emotional states are really controlled by two things, what we focus on and our physiology. So if I sat here with my head down and I talked Mm. in a monotone voice and I talked like this, you would know I was sad and depressed or something. And on the other hand, if I sit back and I smile and I look upwards, you would know that I'm feeling Mm. good. And it's literally harder to be depressed (laughs) <laughs> Try and be depressed and stand mm-hmm. with your shoulders back and deep mm-hmm. breathe and put a smile on your face. It's physically harder to ac- access the emotion of depression. And I'm not talking about clinical depression, but I'm talking about the sadness that we might all feel.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So if you can control your physiology and you can control your focus, and your focus is what you think about, and... Uh, Tony Robbins was a major mentor of ours and Tony quotes his mentor, Jim Rohn, who said, stand guard at the door of your mind.
0: Mm.
2: And it's a beautiful quote. And so think about what you think about. And so if you ask yourself questions that are going to make you think positive thoughts, in other words, how can I solve this problem that I have in my life, rather than this problem's terrible, it's never going to go away, I'm going to be miserable. If you ask yourself, how can I solve this problem? What am I willing to do to solve it? What am I no longer willing to do? And what's going to be great about when I get it solved? So if you ask yourself those questions and you focus your mind on positive emotional states, then you're getting closer to that happiness that uh, that we that we're seeking.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's 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 I'm I'm listening and I'm thinking about just my own journey. And you know, it's very important for people to just recognize that happiness is definitely not external.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of
1: it is really internal, and I think for mm-hmm. too long, you know, people have been looking towards stuff, but it's material. Mm-hmm you know once i get this i'll be happier once i achieve this degree or i get to this level but it's really not about the externals it's really about internal
2: absolutely mm-hmm. the uh, the scientists that study this positive psychology they say that those external things that you just identified your mm-hmm. you know your career your finances mm-hmm. your relationships mm-hmm. your health those things of the circumstances of your life really only amount to about all of them together amount to 10% of your your happiness. And I don't know how you would break down each percentage of it, but it's definitely not the most important part. Mm-hmm. And when we were in the sailing world, we uh, before we left to go on our own boat, we were very involved with filming the America's Cup. And so we were with these million, hundreds of millionaires and billionaires who go after the America's Cup. And some of them were happy people and some were not happy. And then when we sailed around the world, we were with, you know, people in dirt floor shacks in third world countries. And some of them were happy and some were unhappy. So it's definitely not your your socioeconomic status. And that actually transitions into the next part of my framework of the live happy the H of happy is exactly what you said. It's a decision you make, and it's not those circumstances. And you know, even the Declaration of Independence, the, this this line that we're all familiar with, is uh, you know, all men are created equal, so they can in the pursuit of happiness. And we think we need to pursue it, but it's not something we need to pursue. As you said, it's not something that happens when you reach a certain milestone in your career or you buy the new car or the new house. Science actually has proven that first you make the decision to be happy. And then when you are happy and you've made that decision, then you access those more positive emotional states where you're more creative, you're more resilient, you're more resourceful. And when you are those things, then you do have a better career. You're healthier, you're happier, you make more money. And so Mm -hmm. it's really the first step is that deciding to be happy. And then those other things can follow.
1: Okay, okay. So if, 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 (laughs) do you think, that it has a lot to do with one's mindset oh,
2: yeah. absolutely and i mean so that,
1: how then do you foster the kind of mindset to ensure that you then really tuned into what's happening inside
0: right
2: well that's that question asking yourself better questions that will lead to that state of optimism and uh so it's really that as i said it's your physiology and your focus so physiologically if you are exercising on a regular basis if you're eating well you're going to be healthier and your physiology is going to be better and your physiology makes you feel that happiness and then there are other traits that i talk about in that that happy the a of happy is a daily gratitude And that's what Dee alluded to earlier. Mm -hmm. And for us, that really happened when we got on the boat. Mm -hmm. I think when we were in our careers and we were striving so hard, we, I mean, I know for myself, I didn't feel very grateful. I was always looking at the glass, the part of the glass that wasn't full. Why don't I have Mm -hmm. this next thing? And then when we got on the sailboat and our life was so incredible, we kind of, we literally pinched ourselves every night, turned to each other and said, do you believe we're so lucky we get to live this life? And so we practice that gratitude every day. And now it is such a part of our lives. The emotional state that both of us spend most of our waking hours in is gratitude. That's for me, the, my prime emotional state. I'm all day, every day. I just know how grateful I am for the life I have. So that's the, the A of of happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the the first P is to practice mindfulness, which is about, you know, and there, you've probably heard of mindful meditation where you, you be present with your thoughts and you don't judge those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I take it a little bit further. When I practice mindfulness, I try and live in the present moment. And so when we were on our sailboat sailing around the world, we had to be present every minute just to survive, to take care of the boat, to not hit a reef. You know, when I lived in the city, I drove to my office sometimes on autopilot. I mean, I'd leave the house, I did everything to drive safely. And the next waking thought I had, I was suddenly in my office and I hadn't been present for the drive. Mm -hmm. And when we were on the boat, we had to be present because we were in a new world every day we had to be out of our you know like you are when you travel you're you're sent you're aware of all the sensory input around yes. you the yes. sights the sounds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we practiced being present all the time and happiness is an emotion that only exists in the present moment i can't store up extra happiness now and, and use it later on so That's true when those do when those external things do happen you get the new car the new house the promotion whatever you do have to be present to enjoy those moments but if you're present with every moment you get all the happiness you can from life at that moment and Mm -hmm. so uh, if i'm skiing or out to dinner with my friends and i don't have my phone at the table and i focus on my friends I'm getting all the happiness I can get in that present moment. And so we try to be present as much of the time as we possibly can. And that puts us into gratitude. But there's two things that you can't do. If you're living in the present moment, (laughs) you can't be beating yourself up over things that happened in the past Mm. and you can't be worrying about the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you finished? In terms of, I think you have a few left. Uh, Yeah, there's two left and I'll get to them quickly. The the other P is practice contribution. And I think for long-term happiness, when you've put your oxygen mask on, when you've taken Mm -hmm. care of yourself, when you're feeling gratitude for your own life, really the next step is that you have to be contributing to something bigger than yourself and it can be contributing to in your job in the team that you're part of to your family to your community whatever it is and for me I think that is the long-term solution or the practice of happiness long-term and I know for me that's why we were Mm -hmm. retired for many many years and now I'm doing motivational speaking to make other people happy. And for me, that's the contribution. And I'm sure that will last me all of my life. That's a big part of it. And then the why is your dreams. And I work with people to create their perfect life, their dreams, I help them goal set. I do a process called dream harvesting. And you come up with goals and you put a timetable to them and you figure out how to make them part of your dream life and go after them. And that's also one of the necessary things for happiness is we all need to progress. We can't be at one spot in our yes. life and say, okay, I got to happiness and I'm going to stay here. We all mm-hmm. need to be continually progressing and, and working towards some kind of goal. So that's the framework that I use, the live happy framework.
1: Thank you. As we're wrapping up, I'm going to start with D first and then I'm going to have Rob, you, you, you do the final. Allah has been shared, but for you, If you had to just say it in one sentence and somebody's listening, somebody's watching, and and you're going to say, this is how it is that you can be happier. What is that one sentence?
0: Feel, feel happy inside.
2: Okay, okay. And for your uh, Oh, I would say I'm going to make it two things, but they'll both be short. Uh, One of them is to make that decision to be happy. Just decide to be happy and then practice gratitude. This is the (laughs) simplest technique I can give to people. And so if you want something to take away from this, for the next 30 days at the end of each day sometime before you go to bed late in the afternoon or the evening take five minutes you gotta hit five minutes It's all i'm asking five minutes and write down five or six things you're grateful for that day and it can be really simple things i'm grateful for the five minutes i walked on the beach i'm grateful for the feeling of the sun on my face i'm grateful that mm. i got a good parking spot close to the front door but write five things that you're grateful for and it may only take you a minute to write all five but then spend the full five minutes, spend the rest of the five minutes focusing in your mind on why that thing made you happy. And if you spend five minutes a day on this daily gratitude and you do it every day for 30 days, at the end of 30 days, you will be a different person. You will be a happier person. And since this little daily gratitude worked for you, I'm hoping you'll want to continue it on afterwards and i don't write them down every day at this point in my life but i still spend that five minutes thinking about what i'm grateful for today Mm -hmm. and i'm today i'm grateful that you had us on your show (laughs) and i was able to share some things with your listeners
0: thank you and i'd like to add that when when you're happy guess what other people feel that and you attract people to you uh and and that's lovely that's a lovely benefit
1: as, as 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 we're closing, it's interesting because I I got a a planner this year and one of the things in the planner is at the end of each day to write down some things that you're grateful for, and I've been con I might skip a day or two, but I've been making a concerted effort to do that, and it and and it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference. So if if we just stop sometimes and be grateful, because I really think sometimes we focus so much. I oh, I don't have this. I don't. If we just stop and just be happy inside, be grateful for the little things, it would it would it would it would change a lot. And as Dee just said, we'd attract, you know, more of that positivity. Thanks for sharing so much, Rob and Dee. It was my pleasure having. You. It was a pleasure <laughs> to you, share Mary. with you
2: and your listeners. Thanks
1: so much for having us on. Thank you. This was Make It Last Podcast. I'm your host Nuri Dele. Until next time.
0: Mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life won't live in the past. All I want to do now is making it last.